Community Conversations with Community Centres SA. Here's Kerry Ackermans. Ever wanted to learn how to arrange flowers, cook from your garden, manage a small business or start a podcast? Well, that's all available at Eastwood Community Centre. Welcome to Community Centres SA's podcast, Community Conversations. I'm your host, Kerry Ackermans, CEO of Community Centres SA. Community centres are open for anyone and provide place-based activities to enrich the lives of people in our community. In this episode, we talk to Leanne Isaacson from Eastwood Community Centre about their programs and community connection success stories. Hi Leanne, how are you? Good, thank you, Kerry. You've been at the centre now 12 months as director and six years. You've had a long-term experience with community. What is it you think takes to run a successful centre? Oh, look, I think um, a, a great connection with people, the ability to listen to people's stories and sort of look a bit deeper and be responsive and provide a range of opportunities. So, yeah, I, you know, like I think a whole rick, a mix of, um, of things that it takes, but um, really, and also being able to respond, you know, at the end of the day, you never know who's going to walk through your door or who's going to call. So or when. Yeah, or when. Or, you know, so it's really just a matter of being, you know, you just never know what your day's going to look like. And I love it. That's, that's yes, I love the, that aspect of it. And Leanne, community centres have been around for a long time, but not everybody is aware of them. No, that's right. You know, I think it, it's sort of, you know, they're community centres um, in South Australia, like they, they're all so different. And I think that's sort of one of the things that, that makes them unique, you know. There's there's council-owned and operated centres. There's independent, not-for-profit centres, um, and then there's other um, places that provide, you know, similar sort of community development and and community um, building um, opportunities. So they all do look different, and you know, even as far as the actual um, the the look of the place, you know, like here at Eastwood, uh, wherein we occupy um, an old church which, um, you know, the centre's been in existence now for 45 years this year. Um, and, you know, still a lot of people don't because it is, a, you know, it looks like a church because it was a church. Um, you know, a lot of people still don't know exactly what the centre does and, and what it is. So, so, yeah, but, you know, every centre looks different and, and also every centre has a different community and provides different um, activities. And Leanne, how do you find out what it is that the community is interested in doing in the centres? A lot of our activities here at Eastwood um, in particular, you know, a lot of activities have been going for a long time. For example, we have eight or nine support groups um, that meet here at the centre. So we have, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, we have other groups that come here for support. And, you know, a couple of those have been meeting here for over 20 years. So, you know, some have identified that need and um, and then, you know, it's about talking to people and um, and and probably my one of my superpowers is, is being able to have a conversation with someone and identify in that conversation some potential activities that they might be interested in and just float the idea. So... You know, it, it is a, a bit of a mix, really, and and I don't know, I think it's the age-old thing. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know, and I know over the years I've sort of said to people, you know, you, you'll advertise a, a program because you think that, you know, people will be interested in it, and they don't, but sometimes if you sort of say, well, you know, would you be interested in, in learning to knit, 
they might go, no, well, I'm not interested in learning to knit, but I really like to learn how to crochet. So sometimes it's sort of the seeding of, of ideas that then breeds other ideas. And yeah, so it, you know, there's, there's not one size fits all in it, I don't think. And Leanne, a lot of people today are feeling that social isolation. Does the community centre and the sort of support groups that you run and your programs, they provides an opportunity for people to purposefully get together and connect? Yeah, they, they do. And I think one of the things that I've noticed, especially, you know, over the last, well, probably since COVID, you know, like it took, when centres closed down, like that's when, you know, the isolation absolutely was so evident. And a lot of our programs, especially for senior people, when COVID hit, obviously, you know, places closed. And then, you know, when we were lucky that we were able to open and we chose to open as quickly as we could because we knew that the the people that needed the support still needed and it was very much amplified. So at that point in time, we literally opened as quickly as we could and back then with the social distancing and the limit on numbers, we would have one group in the hall at 10 people and then we'd have another one you know, another group of 10 somewhere else at the centre. So we managed to sort of create spaces and adapt as easily and as quickly as we could. And I think then when that initial period was over, you know, there was an element of the community that was still really hesitant to actually go out publicly. So it's still taken, you know, like a while for some of the programs to come back and some of them didn't actually continue past COVID. So um, it certainly has been... From a, from a social isolation perspective, the key to actually getting community members back engaged. And I think one of the things that I've noticed is that we've been managing to sort of engage people that might have just come for one activity or support groups in lots of ways are classic. They come for that particular purpose. But what we've managed to have done was actually to engage many people in different activities. So often things in community centres sort of happen in isolation, like in little silos. So Rather than that sustainable can't. connection, which is really what you want, isn't yeah. it? You don't want to, otherwise you're just going to feel exactly the same. Do you think, Leanne, Correct. too, that it is with your range of programs, you do have a lot for everyone and you've just added floristry. It's quite diverse. How do you go finding people to present in that and the resources? How does it all work to put this on for the community? I think we, we have programs that have been run by the same people for a long time but in some ways that is probably my superpower you know I have I've had a lot of experience in all sorts of different fields over probably the last 30 years and connections have been something that I have also you know it's very much of who I am so in a lot of cases, the new programs that have started have literally been by me knowing someone and, and having that relationship and saying, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. Would you be interested in, in coming along and, and running it for me? Yeah, so that, that's sort of how we have managed to um, to get the, the amount of skilled people that we've got. And, you know, a, a classic example is one of the floristry courses that we just started. The lady is a sister-in-law of, of one of our art teachers that's been here for a very long time. So, yeah, it, it, I think, you know, when people know that we're open to what whatever the community might be interested in, people are starting to sort of, you know, go, yeah, well, it's a place that I'd really love to be. And 
So, yeah, I've been really lucky, but I think, you know, a lot does come down to, you know, perhaps my personality and the way that I sort of see the world and build relationships. Well, knowing you, that is very true. So I'm talking to Leanne Isaacson, Director of Eastwood Community Centre. And Leanne, you are an innovator. And last year you ran a financial literacy conference for women. You're planning to run that again, aren't you? Yes, we are. We held that last year in November. It was called Cornucopia um, 2022. And it was born out of a, um, a need that we had seen within you know, women that we worked with and within the community, that financial literacy for women was was key. And so we came up with this concept that we would run, you know, financial literacy for women conference. So we had 25 speakers that, again, you know, were people that we knew but went out to sort of the broader community. And, and it was a magnificent educational experience, but also from a connection. And, yeah, it was great. So... We held that at the Arca Bar, um, just on you know the corner of Fullerton Road and Glen Osmond Road, and we planned to do it this year, but they did some major renovations, so we've actually postponed this year's, and we're running it in March, the 19th of March next year. So we're just in the planning stages, and you know exactly what it will look like, but. That particular conference then really spawned a lot of our, our ACE programs going forward. So we ran, we called it Get the Money Smart Financial Literacy Program. So, yeah. A lot of people don't realise that that adult community education, ACE, as we called it for the industry term, yes. is available to people who may have not continued their education or may have not have gone back for education. It's a great way to do it where it's more social connection and perhaps a precursor to doing further study or employment. Absolutely. You know, like I, I've been involved in adult and community education since the late 90s and you know, we always talked about that it was, you know, like a first step back into learning and, and you know, in a lot of cases people have not necessarily had that underpinning opportunity or, or almost desire um, to, you know, like to go on to further education or to TAFE, but we know that lifelong learning um, and learning happens in, in all sorts of every day you're learning something, but... Yeah, adult and community education certainly has been such a, a major pathway for people coming back into learning and then carrying on and, and like learning to love learning. Um, and I think that's why I've always had such a passion for it. And it's not like the old school experience doesn't have that same feel of the teacher who tells you what to do. You're sitting at the desk. It really is a social activity. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like I think... You know, especially with the programs that we have, you know, sort of put together. Um, like your you know, cooking class. Our, yeah, and, and I must admit I love Wednesdays um, because the cooking class um, starts at 9.30 in the morning and, and they uh, they prepared an Italian chicken casserole with olives and mushrooms and then they made an Italian cake. So they usually do two dishes. So Wednesdays, I'm always very, very lucky that someone knocks on my door and hands me a plate of the food that they've cooked for lunch. I'm up that um, way, Leanne. I'll call yeah, in. Absolutely. On a Wednesday, call in, Kerry. But, you know, I think one of the, and I was actually reflecting on this this morning, you know, like there's so many different elements of, you know, the way that we're providing our ACE programs because they're learning, they have the embedded foundation skills that underpin it. But it's about social activity as well. So the participants tend to cook. They cook their own, but they tend to cook in pairs. And then they all sit down and eat their 
lunch, they eat the food that they've cooked together. So it's not just, you know, coming along and cooking and then going home. Like it's, it's actually having that social aspect as well. And, you know, there's a lot of, I've got so many stories that um, have come out of our, um, our adult community education programs. A classic one is a lady that came last year. She's been coming for a long time to, you know, like a support group here, but never engaged in any other activity at the centre. She registered for the Cornucopia, the Financial Literacy for Women conference, came along to that. Then she enrolled in one of our ACE programs, uh, the, the financial literacy. So she did that. And then there's been a couple of different iterations of that. At a, the graduation at the end of June, I was having a conversation with her and found out that she was an Archibald Prize finalist, or finalist Goodness. in the Archibald Prize. And so she now is starting to um, run some paint and sip classes here for me at the centre. So you They're know, a lot the, of fun. <laughs> I love those. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, like I look at that journey and this particular lady, you know, I've known her for a number of years because I've been at the centre for a number of years. And so when I met her back four years ago, there is no way that I would have expected that she would be the person that walks into the centre now and, and is running art classes for us. Great um, story. What also stands out in your is. mind, Leanne? I know that you've got quite a few success stories. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do. Um, a fella that's been coming here who's vision impaired, so, you know, legally blind, but he has a disability support organisation himself and he's also a musician. And, you know, literally he came to the centre because we were going to look at perhaps running some training for some of his some of his staff. As I do, I got talking and, you know, found out that he was a musician. So he has a band which um, they're all visually impaired. They're called the Visionaries. And their band played at our Australia Day barbecue here in our back community garden. Then he sort of started, he's done the podcast course and he's also now started sort of mentoring another chap that had come to the centre who was vision impaired as well. So, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of, you know, like spin-offs and, and I think for me I just, I look at some of the people's journeys and just go, you know, well, often all they need is a first step and I think that's certainly what community centres are so renowned for it's giving people that first step and everyone has a different story and has a different role in life and certainly community centres are the, are the place that they can be themselves and, and they can grow. Yes, you're a local safe space to grow and develop, as you said. And Leanne, the centre's been doing this a really long time, in fact, 45 years this year. Mm-hmm, it did. The centre turned 45, I think it was early in July and... Well, the, the chair and I, like, so the podcasting course that we've been running as part of the ACE program, the chair of our centre decided that he would do it because he, and I've had this vision for a long time about actually creating, you know, like an Eastwood Community Centre podcast. And so he actually undertook the podcasting course. And so as his podcast, he interviewed me about the history of the centre. And the, the centre was originally a Methodist church and closed in, I think, in the 1960s, had a few sort of iterations. And then in 1978, a group of community members lobbied the city of Burnside to actually purchase the building. And so that's when the Eastwood Community Centre was effectively born. And, you know, like looking back through 
some of the activities over the years. You know, in, in 1980, they had an open day and had 500 people attend. And the Premier at the time, David Tonkin, opened it. And so, you know, it, it's been really, especially for me, sort of to go back, have a look at, at the activities that happened. But one of the, in, in some ways, um, beautiful things is I'd been involved in adult education out in the Mallee. Um, and I always used to say I... I ran a community house without the house. You know, we would organise things in um, wherever wherever it took place. But I was appointed to the Adult and Community Education Council in 1988. And Mari Smith, who was the director of the Eastwood Community Centre at the time, she was a very long-standing director here, I think, for about 25 years. Mari was actually appointed to the ACE Council at the time that I was. So I knew of the Eastwood Community Centre, you know, back in you know, 1998 and so now to be sort of sitting having such a um, such an involvement with it, it it's fantastic it's so, a wonderful um, story Leanne if people want to find out where the centre is and what you've got on how do they do that so the centre is on Glen Osmond Road so it's 95 Glen Osmond Road and if they they can call the centre on 8373 or go to our website, which is eastwood.asn.au. So, yeah, that's how people can get in touch with us. Or, yeah, just, you know, anyone's welcome to pop in any time. We have a beautiful garden at the back of the centre, which is just divine, and it's just a little piece of paradise, which you wouldn't even know you were sitting on Glen Osmond, you know, the main Glen Osmond Road. So anyone's welcome to come and sit in the garden and just, Enjoy the serenity. Well, thank you for all the wonderful work that you do. I've been talking to Leanne Isaacson, Director of Eastwood Community Centre. The podcast is easily accessible on communitycentressa.asn.au and can be downloaded on your favourite podcast platforms. Please share the podcast with your networks and send us your valuable feedback and ideas for interviews to info at communitycentressa.asn.au. Thank you for listening. Community Conversations. For more information, check out communitycentressa.asn.au.